This is the next episode of 10 Questions Podcast. I'm Thinker. Thank you for joining us. On this episode, the one, the only, Philip Wiley. This man is incomparable. He is a uh, soft-spoken gentleman who has uh, done a little bit of everything from pen testing to IT work to powerlifting to pro wrestling. Take a listen. On the other end of the line with me, I've got the Munch of Philip Wiley. Good evening, sir. Good evening. How are you? Oh, I'm doing good. Um, I, I, I will be honest. Uh, I, I'm not going to mince for small talk here because you of all people, there's, I've, I've got, I already know my first question, and it's just because I have been a bit of a uh, fan of the business of pro wrestling uh, for many years. And hearing that that was something that you did in a former life, um, I was curious, how in the world did you get into doing that in the first place? Yeah, it's kind of, I graduated high school and had no plans of going to college or anything like that. Or actually, I guess I had considered college, but I didn't take high school serious enough. And my grade point average with my ACT wasn't high enough. So I got to get like 10 letters of recommendations from from teachers to enroll in college and really just wasn't that interested in it. But I had some friends, you know, I was competing in powerlifting and lifted for years and they said, you're a big guy. Why don't you go into pro wrestling? And it's something I never thought about. And I thought, yeah, that sounds interesting. So I started going to a wrestling school and eventually got into wrestling, got to do uh, wrestle for a couple years and wrestled on television several times, wrestled some for, WCW, which is the old NWA, and for really? WCCW in Dallas, the Von Okay. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I, I've, I've heard plenty of uh, plenty of stories about WCCW uh, from um, from uh, hearing about uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin's uh, days whenever he was first breaking into the business too. Yeah. Um, he's, 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 yeah, he, he's he's very he's very fond of, uh, or at least. He seems to have been very fond of uh, re- recalling uh, the times he always visited Sportatorium to go to some of those shows before he ever broke in. Yep. Um, and it sounded like it was a real big influence on him. He actually attended one of my, my first match in Dallas. He was going wow. to the University of North Texas. I knew him from, from Denton. He went used to work out at the same gym. He was interested in getting into wrestling, and he came to my first match at the Sportatorium. And actually, I put in a word for him, whether it helped or not, to Chris Adams that was running the wrestling school where he was going. There you go. There you go. Philip Wiley with connections all over the place. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, I, I guess a good little follow-up question is I've, I've seen posted that picture of uh, you whenever you uh, wrestled the bear. Yep. What's what's the story behind that bear? Well, when I was starting out wrestling, I wasn't wrestling enough to make a living, so I was also working as a bouncer at a nightclub in Denton, Texas. And on Sundays, they did special events to to bring in a crowd because usually Sundays are pretty slow. So they had the opportunity to bring in this wrestling bear, and since I was one of the local guys, worked there, and was a pro wrestler. Uh, they asked me if I'd wrestle the bear. It was open to anyone to wrestle. 
but they took one of my old wrestling promotion pictures and the picture of the bear and create a poster to help, you know, drum up, get a little more excitement about the event. And so they asked me to wrestle the bear and I ended up wrestling the bear. I actually ended up wrestling, wrestling twice that night. Oh, wow. Yeah. Did you win both, win both times? Neither time. The first time I wrestled him, it was like really tough. Everyone else was getting taken down because they were staying straight up. So I knew I needed to get more down in the wrestling position, get my feet back away from the bear. Mm-hmm. I held him off, but it was really tough. And I, I, I thought, yeah, I'm not going to do that again. And whoever did the best against the bear won a T-shirt that said, I wrestled Samson the bear and lost and also <laughs> won a bar tab. And so after several drinks, the manager of the club come back around and said, hey, would you wrestle the bear again? And and I wrestled him the second time. And that's actually the picture that that is out there. The picture was because I could tell because of the yellow, the yellow T-shirt I was wearing. Okay, okay. Um, and then uh, I, I guess another one I'd be wondering is uh, who's probably the biggest name that you wrestled during your time doing that? Probably the most, the biggest name, most famous, probably Mick Foley. Mick he was, Foley, really? Yeah, he, he wrestled in Dallas as Cactus Jack Manson. Yeah. So that's probably the biggest one. I wrestled the Road Warriors, the Midnight Express, and the Freebirds, but uh, Mick Foley as Cactus Jack Manson was probably the biggest name I'd wrestled. Did, did, did Mick drop the elbow off the apron on you during that match? Yeah, I don't even remember what all happened. It's been a, <laughs> it's been a while. <laughs> But he was, okay. good. he was a good wrestler. He's one of the ones that really got all that jumping off of stuff going. You know, yeah, yeah, and I, I think it ended up uh, doing doing a good number on him in the long run. Oh, I'm sure Yeah. <laughs> okay, um, so uh, so uh, what, what was it that ended up leading you into uh, doing uh, technology work then? Well, I started out uh, with AutoCAD. I was a draftsman. So back after wrestling, I got a wrestling because I was married and I needed a more stable income. And that time I'd work doing manual labor, you know, all sorts of, uh, I did sales, I did retail sales, worked retail, and none of that was making much money. So I saw like an ad on daytime television for a trade school that taught CAD drafting. So I did that and that was like in 93, 94, Prior to that, I didn't have any exposure to computers. And then I found out as I worked in CAD that I had more of a knack and uh, better skills for, for the IT side of things. So I, ended up, I taught myself how to build computers, went to a Nobel Netware course. It was like a 90-day course on the Nobel Netware operating system, and then got my first job in IT. And so that's kind of how I got started. Okay. And then I, I guess then that would – Pose the question of what actually ended up taking you into doing the uh, uh, penetration testing that you, that you've been doing as of late. Yeah, I moved into first. I moved into security, uh, so I spent a little over six years doing sysadmin work. Mm-hmm. And uh, during my time in sysadmin work, I got interested in security, and I got to move over to the security group about 2004. And first year and a half, I did network security and we had a new CISO come into the company and he, we, everyone was doing network security. Everyone was doing the same tasks on the team and he decided to kind of split us up into specializations. And fortunately for me, I got to move into the AppSec team and there is where I got to run some vulnerability scanners and 
learned about penetration testing. And so in 2012, I was being laid off from a company I worked for and I happened to get a job in consulting as a pen tester. So that's where I got my start and been doing it for almost eight years. Out of all the technology areas I've worked in, it's the one I've enjoyed the most. Okay. Which which uh, area of technology, security or not, would you say uh, was probably the hardest to adapt to? Uh, pen testing. I think it was, it was the hardest for me to learn, the hacking part of it. Okay, okay. All right. Um, okay. So, uh, so moving on to something a little uh, off topic. Okay. Um, I think officially question number three at this point. Um, well, what's your favorite breakfast food? My favorite be breakfast food. Uh, I'd say bacon and eggs. Bacon and eggs, nice, nice classic right there. Do you, you, you ever uh, have that with toast or pancakes or something, or is it just bacon and eggs and that's it? Sometimes I'll have it with pancakes. It's I try to eat low carb most of the time, and so there's times I'll have other things with it, but that's probably the thing I eat the most. Okay, okay. And are, are you one of those people that, uh, that that everything's better with bacon, so you, you'll include bacon and other things too? Yeah, I could have, yeah, I'm a pretty big fan of bacon. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, and actually, have, have, have you had a meal that uh, Waterfall has had a hand in making? No, actually, I don't recall. But say, yeah, say, some of the stuff you put together sounds, sounds uh, uh, fairly epic, especially his holiday meals that he puts together. Yeah, I haven't got. I haven't experienced one of those, any of those. But uh, if you ever see some of our Twitter posts, sometimes we talk about going to lunch, and we're yeah. that it's having extra bacon, and that comes <laughs> with the, the Cisco vulnerability because the the restaurant we typically go to, instead of potatoes and bread, I order extra bacon. So it just was you know named after that attack, extra bacon. So there you go. Lunch and say, hey, you want to have extra bacon? So. <laughs> kind of a tie of waterfall and food. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, question number four then. Um, are you more of a Star Wars person or Star Trek person? Star Wars. Star Wars? Yep. <laughs> okay. Um, thoughts on Jar Jar Binks? No, nah, not a fan of his. Although <laughs> I thought when Disney bought uh, the franchise that they'd be more Jar Jar Binks kind of characters being Disney, but. <laughs> okay. So, uh, so, uh, what, what did you think of the episode seven, eight, nine arc? And I, I know there's a lot of strong opinions there. So with, I guess those were the, the last three, I, I seem yeah. to like them. I like them. Okay. Some of the, the newer ones I like because they got more, you know, some of the older characters, the original characters back into it and, mm. and some of the, the, the comedy of it and the relationships, you know, you look at some of the other star Wars, there really weren't the relationships. And I kind of like the interaction between, you know, some of the original main characters. I really like that in the comedy. Okay. 
All right, and, and considering that this uh, this won't end up dropping until a little while from whenever we're recording this, I don't uh, think this would be a spoiler to ask you this question. But uh, what, what did you think about the reappearance of uh, Palpatine? Yeah, I thought that was thought that was interesting, especially with Ray being his granddaughter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I actually read a read a uh, article today where somebody actually went through the whole process of okay when exactly would palpatine have to have had uh had a uh opportunity to have a kid yeah <laughs> and uh it, it, it sounds like it uh it, the person that wrote it worked out that it was somewhere roughly about 10 years after the end of the clone wars hmm Interesting, and the the, the the comment at the end of it, it was, uh, you know, th- th- this was after his disfiguration from the reflection of the Force lightning, um, you know, and you know, well, what woman would be interested <laughs> in that face? <laughs> it's like, well, that's a that's a good question there. <laughs> yeah, it's not always the look. Sometimes it's the money or the power. So. Yeah, yeah, definitely the power. Who knows? Maybe he has a shining personality whenever he's not up in front of everybody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, all right. So, um, question five. Uh, obviously, you've had a chance to uh, do some traveling uh, during uh, uh, previous careers and current uh, current career and everything. Uh, what's what would you say has been your most favorite travel destination that you've been to? I'd have to say for, for like business or or conferences and stuff. I would say Boston. Why is that? Like, I really like the area. It, it, I like the history and I like the fact that you know everything. A lot of stuff's in close proximity and the and the public transportation is good and you can you know there's a lot of places you can walk to. I was there for sand training in 2000. 14 and it was during the summertime. And so at that time I was trying to get healthier and get more cardio in. So I was able to get a lot of walking in, but I really like all the, the history there and they've got some really nice parks and also like ghost tours. And I went on a really cool ghost tour while I was there, you know, being a city with all that history, there was a lot of good uh, content on the ghost tour, a lot of good stories. Speaking of ghost stories, uh, have you ever visited Savannah, Georgia? No, I have not. That uh, is definitely one of those places that would be a good place to go if you enjoy ghost tours. Um, they, they they have a, a handful of those, They, um, including just the general fact that their downtown is uh, the largest contiguous um, national historic district, I think it is, in the entire country, because, uh, you know, the, um, the, the, the story of the, the uh, march to the sea during the Civil War mm-hmm. and uh, Savannah was the one place that didn't get destroyed because the general gifted it to Abraham Lincoln for his birthday. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, there, there's, there's a lot of good stuff uh, if you ever get a chance to visit, um, and definitely the ghost tours on top of that. It, it, yeah. If you like those. I found um, that out. One of the best ones while I was up in Boston, I also went on a ghost tour in, in Salem. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. 
was pretty cool. Awesome. Okay. Um, so question six, you know, speaking of ghost tours and Salem and everything, if you had to reach back in history, what's, what's one moment in history that you'd like to be able to maybe not necessarily participate in, but just be a fly on the wall for? Hmm, that's a good question. <laughs> I guess it would have been cool to have been there when, uh, with Alexander Graham Bell, when they first tested the telephone, to be there okay. the reactions and to experience that moment, that would have been pretty cool. It's a, it's a good choice right there. wonder what kind of voice quality that they had at that point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so have you, have you been somebody that's enjoyed enjoyed uh, uh, learning about history through your life? Yes, I really, and most of the history I guess I've enjoyed has been more, not really so much related to technology, but I, I really enjoy history. Okay, okay. Um, and I guess that's part of the reason I like the ghost tours too. Yeah. Because if it's, even if you go somewhere and they don't have good stories, there's always usually some good history there. Yeah. And I guess probably one of the, is thinking of those uh, ghost tours in uh, Boston, I'm thinking probably one of the more infamous stories is uh, about uh, Lizzie Borden. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, de de definitely one of those that uh, told right will definitely get people's blood pumping. Yeah. Get dark lights, uh, flashlight under your face. And, <laughs> okay. Um, all right. In high school, uh, what was your favorite band or other musical act? Yeah, in high school, that I guess uh, the Scorpions was like one of my favorite bands. Okay. Any uh, any track in particular that you liked theirs more than any of the rest of them? Probably uh, the Zoo. Okay. What, else, what, what other uh, groups did you listen to? I uh, was a big Van Halen fan and Rush, especially like leading from middle school to high school. Like uh, Van Halen, Rush, and ACDC were pretty popular and Sticks. Uh, what, what, um, was it Van Halen or Motley Crue where they, uh, where they uh, changed the lead singer? Because I'm thinking David Lee Roth, yeah. Van Halen. Yeah, because yeah, from, from David Lee Roth to uh, to uh, Sammy Hagar. Which one of those two do you think was uh, was a better frontman for the band? They were both two. You know, even though they was the same band, in my opinion, they were two different two different bands. I when in high school, I really loved the 1984 album. It was kind of cool because I graduated in '84, mm -hmm. so we had an album kind of named after our graduating class. At the time, I really loved that stuff. But when I go back and look at their music, the stuff prior to that, I think was the best. And I did like the stuff with Sammy Hagar too. I mean, they—I don't know. I think I don't, they put out a lot of really good music with with Sammy Hagar. I was kind of a fan of Sammy Hagar when he was solo prior to to joining Van Halen. Okay. Okay. In concert and Van Halen. All right. Um, okay. Uh, you a football fan? 
Used to be. <laughs> Used to be. Well, what, what, what caused you to start being a football fan? Jerry Jones. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So, so, so that means you must have uh, strong opinions on the latest coaching move there in Dallas. I don't even pay attention anymore because honestly, I was a was a Cowboys fan ever since a kid because my dad always watched the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. And you know when Jerry Jones came in and they were really doing good with Troy Aikman and Emmett Smith and Michael Irwin, Irvin, and all those guys mm-hmm. were really good. But then when Jimmy Johnson left. And then he tried to bring in Barry Switzer, trying to prove any college coach could be an uh, NFL coach. Mm-hmm. And he got lucky and won because he's basically playing off of what Jimmy Johnson had built. But mm-hmm. if they hadn't made him mad and ran him off, then I would—I think they would have got at least one more Super Bowl. Okay, okay. So do, do, you, do you not even watch any college ball? Not really. Yeah, okay. I'm kind of not really into sports, but I don't know. I just kind of got bored with all of it. If I'm going to watch sports – I would rather – I like college or high school better because that they're doing it for the love of the game. You know, once the whole free agency – you can't blame people for making money, but just just to see someone play because they love it is is what I like about it. Just kind of the way football got to where it's all about the money and that was kind of a turnoff to me. That's, uh, that's a uh, very good point right there. I can't disagree with that at all. You know, um, I am the NFL player's back – in like the seventies, you know, those guys didn't make a, you know, didn't make a living off of football. They had to play other, do other things, which yeah. they should be able to make a living off of it. But I just, uh, it was just kind it's of, kind of ridiculous. when people were just all about the game and, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Back back during the days of the old school uh, Oakland Raiders, whenever John Madden was coaching them, and, yeah, yeah time, times like that. <laughs> yeah, speaking of Raiders, Lala Zeta was one of my favorites back then. Okay. Okay. Um, even though you you said that you try to avoid some of the uh, not as healthy foods, I've got to ask this question just because you're you're in the South. Okay. Cream gravy or brown gravy? Uh, let's see. It depends on what it's on: chicken, fried steak, cream gravy. Okay. Okay. Where, where, where's the where, where's the best chicken fried steak in your opinion? Uh, there's several a little chain of restaurants like around the Dallas Fort Worth area called Babes. Okay. Babes uh, fried chicken, and that, that's one of the best, really good sized chicken fried steak, and it's handmade, not frozen. So okay. That's the best, in my opinion. Place I'll have to try next time in the town. Um, okay, so we're on to question number 10, and uh, I'll, uh, I'm going to pull out the phobia question on you for question number 10. Okay. So I'll pull out my uh, trusty list of phobias here, and the, the, the rules behind this question, once again, is I'll give you three of them, and you got to use only what knowledge you have to answer if you had to have one of these phobias which one would be the best one to have, if you can call it phobia being best. Okay. <laughs> and, then, and, and then after you pick, I'll, uh, I'll go back and uh, tell you exactly what they were. Okay, so 
We'll start with heliophobia. Um, latrophobia. And mysophobia. Hmm. <laughs> so heliophobia, what does that sound like that would be to you? Heliophobia. Pretty sure it wouldn't have anything to do with helium. <laughs> Heliophobia. Uh, fear of helicopters? <laughs> okay. That would be heliophobia, but. <laughs> and then the second one, I said latrophobia, but it's actually iatrophobia. I was, it, it, it was started with a capital I and not a lowercase L. So iatrophobia. Yeah, I don't have any. I can't even think of what that's. <laughs> okay, and then what about mysophobia? Sounds like a fear of rodents, but that's probably, <laughs> probably <laughs> what it is. <laughs> okay, so so which which one of those three do you think would be the most palatable if you had to have one of them then? Just based off your guesses. Mysophobia. Mysophobia. Okay. So I'll so I'll start with the first one. Heliophobia is fear of the sun. Okay. Um, and I'm guessing that would be I guess the root there would be from Helios. Um, I, that is I think that was the sun god or something like that if I'm remembering properly. Um, iatrophobia is Fear of doctors. Okay. That, would, that wouldn't be a good one to have. <laughs> no, it wouldn't be. Um, mysophobia is M-Y-S-O, and it's fear of dirt and germs. Okay. <laughs> so, so there you go. That's, that's the one you ended up picking was fear of dirt and germs. Okay. Kind of, it kind of makes me think of uh, from the show Frasier with his brother Niles. Yeah. Always wiping down seats before he sits down. And <laughs> I think Howard Hughes was kind of, kind of germaphobic too or something. Well, dirt. So, so. You know, I, I, I never read that before, but I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised. He's a little, a little uh, eccentric. Yeah. So, so speaking of Howard Hughes, uh, you've seen, have you seen the movie The Rocketeer? came out a while back, quite a while back. Yeah. Yeah, I was just watching that the other day, and I, I totally forgot that they had a Howard Hughes depiction in that movie. But uh, yeah, w w once again, just highlights highlights the eccentricities of that man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, um, now the phobia question was question number ten. Okay. So we are uh, we we've come to an end, but uh, is there anything you want to throw in before we call it a day? Uh, just uh, a tip for anyone getting started in the field is get involved in the security community. Meetups and conferences. If you're in Dallas, Dak Dallas Hackers Association, Phone School, uh, DEF CON 214. So definitely get involved with that. That's a good way to advance your career. 
My last three consecutive jobs were through people I knew in the community. Yeah, definitely, definitely not uh, not not always what you know, but sometimes it's who you know. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, very good, uh, very good point, very good thing to remind us of. All right, well, Philip, thank you. It's been uh, it's been lovely conversing with you, and uh, and I will uh, catch up with you at a later time. I'll run into you at some point soon, hopefully. Sounds good. Thanks for uh, inviting me to join. This has been a lot of fun. Absolutely, same.